0: Welcome back, everybody, to Love, Life, and Legacy, a show dedicated to helping you navigate these hypersexualized times of ours and win the game of love and sexuality. And in today's episode, we're talking about consent because that is a fuzzy topic. You would think it's pretty straightforward, but it's not. Not in this era with the internet the way that it is. But also, we get into what is beyond consent, what is something that you would want more than just somebody saying yes. What if they could say, oh my goodness, yes. Wouldn't that be a little bit better? What if it wasn't even a question because you were so deeply connected that you both want the same thing? Sounds a little bit better to me than a a transaction, so. Let's get into it. It's a fun episode, and it also it will help you stay out of trouble in your life and find the healthiest way to relate to other people as it pertains to sexuality and consent. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody, to this day here, this podcast with my man, my man, Sam. How you doing, Sam? Hey, and Sam and And that's that's you Sam and me. And we are here, and it's been a long time since we've done one of these podcasts together. So we did
1: a. We were going through a separation, temporary separation at one point, weren't we?
0: Just did a bunch like, of other stuff together where we saw each other's faces, but not we didn't record our voices, right? Well, so today we. So it's been a while, but we've been growing and thinking and doing a lot, and. Um, one topic that we wanted to bring to the surface was consent. Um, and it, yeah, a lot of it stems from, like the importance of this conversation stems from uh, when we recorded with Patrick Erlinson uh, talking about human trafficking. Um, you know, what what is consent when you have a prostitute and, and, and all this stuff. And it's really, I think, important because most people don't, deeply consider consent they just feel like he said entitled a lot of people feel entitled to somebody else's sex so we wanted to get into it not as you know we never want to appear like we are you know laying down the law telling you what's right or wrong but we just want to help you make informed decisions right um Right, Sammy. Right. Don't I don't know. Maybe Sammy's an authoritarian. He's tech, he's my boss, so he tell me. It comes. I I tend to
1: not be, but it it does come out once in a while. It's like when you grow up with British and Japanese, very imperialistic yeah, yeah. backgrounds. It, it comes yeah. out every now and then.
0: I remember um, you censoring <laughs> Uncle David's talks before, and he was like, there were a couple times when you like you took out slides, and he was giving the presentation. It's like Sammy.
1: I, try, I always try to talk to him about it prior, anyway, anyway the uh <laughs> yeah, especially, yeah, we don't want this topic we don't want to come off as hey, this is how it needs to be, and you know this is what's what what's so what's up with this it, it It's a topic that a lot of people have talked about, a lot of people they put a lot of thought into more than uh us even i mean it's like it's really a a big topic um we're just kind of taking our stab at it, aren't we?
0: get into the legalistic. Realm. We want to talk about mm-hmm. the heartistic realm. The like, what is yes. what is the optimal way to navigate consent? Because if you play your chips the wrong way, you could hurt somebody.
1: Well, yeah, especially because the the word consent, it, it, it's it is approached in a very legalistic way, like very the technicalities of it, right? And then like, as long as you're in on this side of the line, everything's fine. And if you're if you cross that, then you're in trouble. But that's like that's missing the point. Exactly, yeah. what you are saying is like the, the connection between people and, and like what, what are people left with after an experience besides just like the, everything that led up to it. That those yeah. things that really matter aren't, aren't isn't it?
0: It's a good point that if you're if you're just living by the laws of the land because the laws are there, then you don't you don't really get it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they're, they're right. there for a reason. So if you understand the reason. Certain things are there. And sometimes you need to challenge things. Like I I've jaywalked Sammy. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there. I've jaywalked because sometimes it doesn't make sense to walk a mile when it's an empty street, you know, to get to another traffic light. Sometimes I'll just, I'll just jaywalk and I'll do, I'll, I'll do it and I'll walk slowly. So well, there it is. I can,
1: I can do you one better. I, I pee outside. Whenever the opportunity
0: arises. (laughs) You live in a city. That's that's nothing.
1: Well, that's exactly my point. You know, there are not a lot of opportunities.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, so FBI or what does the Korean government have an FBI, the KBI? Oh, wow.
1: I uh, I have no idea, actually.
0: Well, you will soon when they come knocking on your door for the serial P guy.
1: I guess they've been doing a good job. If secrecy is what, what they're supposed to be doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Shouldn't announce your secret organization. So let's get into it. Because to me, there's two separate conversations. And it's good to talk about um, kind of both sides of this. One are the degrees of consent. And then the second half is what, what is beyond consent? What is, what is like the next level beyond past, like like better than consent. Mm -hmm. Um, But first, let's get into consent itself Um, because there's a lot of fuzziness. The internet is really the Wild West still. There's, you can get into trouble, you know, but then there's the dark web and where there's no, there's absolutely no laws. Um, But on the web, you know, consent is very interesting because I was just thinking like, when you watch porn, um, even if it was consensual at the time, which please understand that in many, 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 many cases, and you can listen to the Patrick Erlandson episode about human trafficking if you'd like more information. But in many cases, one of the people, if not both involved, or however many people are in the porn scenario, are not there fully, willingly, okay? So you're you're already in muddy waters in terms of consent because that person might've been drugged, might've been, you know, coerced or whatever into making that video in the first place. But even if it was consensual, they didn't necessarily consent that you watch them. Right. They just, Mm. because it's out on the internet, it doesn't mean that somebody wants you in particular to watch it. That's one sticking point that I just was thinking about. Is like, Consent is really like a one-to-one basis, right? In in a sense. Hold
1: on, help me clarify that a little bit. So I kind of get the idea of it, but like, what about, I'm sure many people who want to argue with that, the first thing they would come, okay, yeah, so yeah, there's people that, the act itself, they're not necessarily of sound mind consenting, but then there are people who are, right? And they're like, that's their occupation. So they're doing it specifically with the intention of, they want as many people it's possible to watch their stuff and they want to make a lot of money, become famous. Wait, so how, what, how does what you're saying tie into like that kind of motivation for a porn star?
0: Yeah. So first of all, when somebody is, says they have an absolute clear mind about the decision and they're you know, very proud about their porn and all that stuff, it's while they are making the stuff. That's when they usually take this strong stance. And then, when they're removed from that world, from the porn world, from producing this kind of content, uh, and are and leave for whatever reason, they retire or they escape or whatever, they the majority of them say a completely different story. You know, even Jenna Jameson. I, I haven't read her autobiography, but she's a really famous porn star. She has she has she has very different things to say about porn than when she was in it, when she was making it. Right. So there's that mm-hmm. element of it is like, is this person just kind of uh, justifying? Um, and that, yeah, if, if it's completely consensual on their end and they're proud of it and they're, then did you pay for it? Uh, that's one thing. Cause most people just watch bootleg porn. Right. And so in a sense you're stealing from them, but even if you, if you do pay for it, uh, that's, that's a tricky one. You're right. You're right. That's a tricky one. Mentally, it's fully consensual. So then it's fully okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've just, uh, we've just talked ourselves out of our entire business. We have no justification for existing anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, well, no, on a one-to-one basis, there's, there's then, then consent in terms of this argument, consent is paying money. But again, if you listen to what Patrick Erlinson says, it's very insightful. And he really blew my mind in terms of like money. If you ask a prostitute, whether, you know, who's asking say $100 to do a sexual favor for you, whether they would just like the $100 and for you to walk away or for you to do the, perform the sex act on them with the $100, they would just prefer the money, mm-hmm. right? They don't want you. They want your money right so it's not really consenting to enjoying sex it's consenting to letting you take something from them for a certain amount of money and there's a lot mm. that goes into that but that's that's interesting too like again this is all food for thought and we're trying to talk about this in a sincere way right like i right. i probably could have gotten more legalistic on you and tried to fight your point but in a sense it is consensual but Again, if you're a deeper person who's looking um, to find healthy sexuality, then there's that element as well, that this person doesn't care about you. It's commodifying the act of sex. And so even though it's transactional monetarily, okay, I give you money, you give me some sort of sexy stuff. Um, There's there's more at play than just, you're not just a body with money. Mm -hmm. You're a human being that has a soul. So is that transaction consensual spiritually, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally? Um, there's more elements, okay, to that. Uh, that's all I'm mm-hmm. going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Because otherwise it sounds like I'm justifying, but I'm just trying to be sincere that uh, even, even consent in terms of money is not so clear cut, right? Given the information I just said. Yeah,
1: I, I think maybe the for me, the way this makes the most sense is to take, to step back from the topic of consent and what would be the other end of the spectrum of consent and, and not in like force, like not, that's not that direction. I mean, but like the, the implication of consent is like kind of caving in. It's like, fine. Right. So the opposite of that, it would be like eagerness. That's the word that comes to mind for me. Sure. sure, Right. And like, what, what is the, like, how can we, how can we tap into like eagerness in terms of sexuality? Right? Yeah. Well, I think that's there. what Let's we, get there. Yeah, That's like what we really want. Right. Cause, cause like of course. The consent is like the bottom of the barrel. That's just like the minimum requirement that you don't get in trouble and go to jail basically. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Again, it's, it's, it's fairly um, transactional. Right. But before we get into that, because that's kind of like the polar opposite um, end of the spectrum, like the the degrees of consent too are that need to be factored in because this is happening in the world where age 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 is coming into play. Whether a child can consent, and um, you know, if somebody's under the influence of something, um, it makes their ability to consent in a lucid fashion they are consenting without their full faculties which is not a full consent it's like a partial Mm -hmm. consent right because you don't have access to your reason your logic your morality your hopes and your dreams when you're all drugged up or when you're under the influence of something right Mm -hmm. um so there's that too and when people say oh no not my porn I don't watch people who are being drugged up. It's like, okay, prove it. Show me. Right. There's no verification system to say that this woman wasn't drugged up, that she, she wasn't being coerced. And the fact is that so many of them are. So many people mm-hmm. are trafficked. What Patrick was saying, again, to refer to him, is like, um, not everybody who is in porn has been trafficked. But everybody who has been trafficked has also had porn made of them. Mm. So given the fact that there are hundreds of millions of people every year being trafficked, that means that the likelihood that you're watching somebody act in a way against their will without their consent is very high, especially Mm -hmm. the number of hours that people watch porn when they watch it. They're not watching one image a year. They're watching thousands. So It's almost mathematically impossible that you're not watching, that you're avoiding, you know, watching somebody who's not consenting to that video made out of like, who's sober minded and who's, who's fully able to make that decision. Mm -hmm.
1: So, right. So that's one level of consent is just the, the mental capacity, right? Having your faculties about you and which is, that's a, a, with porn, that's a very relevant factor, but also in relationship, that, that always comes up too. That's like the classic consent argument was like, were they sober? Were they intoxicated? Right. And, sure. and if you're, right. Um, and I can't actually, you know, I've actually never had an experience of be feeling like completely out of my capabilities, my, like never been intoxicated or really psychedelically drugged up or anything. You know, I, I don't know like how different, is someone, you know, it's, I hear about it, right. But I don't actually personally experience it. Like how different someone is in that situation. Right. So what what are other kinds of levels of consent? And the, the transaction one you mentioned that there's still a sticking point with that for me, you you made the analogy of like the hundred dollars, like would they just take the money or would they rather do the service in as one level? So, um, but that's, I also, couldn't that same argument be made for any occupation, like a server at a restaurant, like, would they rather serve you food or would they rather just take the tip, you know, and, well, and not have to do anything? Go, yeah. so, 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 like, how does, yeah, 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 like, so...
0: Well, you're not having yeah. sex with your waiter.
1: Okay, right, so, okay, so it's not, it's not the, it's not the transaction itself, but it's like the scale of it, it which is like, with, when dealing with something as, ma- with, has the magnitude of sex, it's just... It's, it puts you on a different level than just like any other kind of job.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, because to us, sex is a, a meaningful act that, that mm-hmm. connects with your hopes and your dreams, your individuality, your connection to God, your connection mm-hmm. to self, your connection to your potentiality. And not only that, you know, just, I just want to touch on it. I would like to do an entire episode on this, but I, I think I can't. I think a woman needs to, but I do believe that a, A vagina is the microcosm of the universe because of how sensitive it is, and how I I don't know if you're a young single man listening to this, if you know, but like the the balance of a woman's vaginal health is very sensitive. Like they can get infected, you know, yeast infections, all sorts of stuff, because there's. So much going on there. So much going on there. Mm -hmm. And if you put that out of balance, it puts the whole woman's life out of balance. So Mm -hmm. just in that, in a very physiological, the the health of that person, the more sex they have, the more likelihood they are to be unhealthy in a physical way, let alone Mm -hmm. spiritually, emotionally, and all that stuff, right? So she's risking her physical health much more in the sex industry, getting sick, right? And Mm -hmm. in a very profound way, and she is being a waitress, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I, I would say there's, it's just a lot more, the, it's a lot more higher risk. Mm-hmm. And also, even if somebody's in spiritual, they could agree that we have brains and minds and there's, there's a definitely mental aspect to it. And there's a psychological impact of having sex with somebody. So there's that.
1: Yeah, I, I think, I, I mean, people try to argue against that, right? Try to separate like try to treat sex as just an activity right? and sure. have no significance to it. But I think every study that's every legitimate study that's been done to try to measure this has always concluded the opposite that it's like an inevitable, um, emotional experience between people engaged in sex.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any disagreement in any field, scientific, psychological, that detachment from reality leads to happiness. There's no, there's like the opposite is true. That detachment mm. leads to misery. So if you detach connection from sexuality, it will not lead you towards happiness. Like it, mm. that's the more connected we are to other people, to ourselves, to meaning the happier we are, the more detached we are, the more misery we experience. There's no, there's no debate there, but it's just, there's a lot of mental gymnastics happening in certain fields to justify you know, this kind of porn, porn mentality. Um, Mm -hmm. But the other, we were kind of heading in the direction of what are the other interplays. So there's, um, there's, you know, meant your mental ability to consent, but then there's also the power play, the power dynamic of consent. Mm -hmm. Um, And one name that came up, you know, while we were preparing to get live was like somebody like Monica Lewinsky, because for some Mm -hmm. people that whole case was really weird that, she performed oral sex on him and then later took him to court right and a lot of people are like what a hypocrite she's such a hypocrite she did it it was consensual she's an adult right but the fact is that he was the most powerful man in, probably in the universe at that time the physical man he was the president of the most powerful country especially in the 90s the states I mean, america had unprecedented access to power and he was he was the captain of that ship and so mm-hmm what she argued was that he was asserting himself and his power to kind of force her in a way psychologically or whatever to perform this act. He didn't physically mm-hmm. force her, but he used that power card.
1: Yeah. That, that power play, uh, version of consent. It, it's very relevant. It happens a lot, right. With, uh, at, in the workplace, that's like the common kind of you know sticky situation that people get stuck in or like in a school environment, um, like yeah. older students with younger students or, uh, teachers with faculty with students. Um,
0: yeah, sure. It, it muddies the waters because, um, even if yes comes out of your mouth, did yes come from your heart? Did yes come from mm. your true, truest self? Right. And, mm. uh, and that's again, it's not so clear cut because like why why how did you not stand up for yourself? Well, it's not so right. simple, right? Um, but at the same time, it's not just you can't just excuse, well, he you know, like I I it's muddy. Even as I say this, I feel like I'm just gonna get there's only yeah. ways to get in trouble if I continue speaking, but For sure. And I hope our disclaimer in the beginning
1: can uh appease us. We're doing our best, right? But uh we do not on any any in any meaner form, speak on behalf of womankind, right?
0: Womankind, right. or or you know, um, Bill Clinton.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but uh, this see, it's more complex it's more subtle, right? It's like intoxication. Yeah. It you know you can measure that, right? But this is sure. something that's not measurable, and it does go more in the direction of what I was talking about earlier. The direction of like of of eagerness being the like the, the actual goal, goal, more than just consent. Right. Because yeah. when we're this, what we're talking about, like, uh, is like giving in that applies to way more situations, like act, even in an, in a relationship, even. Yeah. Right? Where, where like, uh, how often is it one side is just appeasing the other and do, doing something that they're not into or like they're not up for or even uncomfortable with. Right. But they're just getting this constant barrage of, Pleading or or pressure or whatever it is that has them cave, right? And that's so that, very, di- yeah, very different. Yeah, very different than like really throwing yourself into something and being really eager for it.
0: Absolutely. And so that yeah, this is the other side of the conversation. So the first side was kind of like the degrees of consent, and you can go into the the micro details of that and start looking at that. And again, it's all very legalistic and okay. But you said yes, so you know, and then then there's all mm-hmm. this, but. The point is you, as people who listen to this podcast, unless you're a troll, um, you're a thoughtful person who just wants win-win situations for everybody in this world. You don't want anybody to lose, right? And so your sex absolutely should fit into that dynamic, into that paradigm of win-win, right? And so win-win-win-win, everybody should win from your sex because your sex should be so enjoyable for for you and and your spouse, for the person that you're committed to, um, that, that your children, that your neighbors, that your coworkers, that everybody benefits because it's feeding every aspect of of you, every facet of you. Because when you made love, your mind said yes because you're like yes because I love you. Your heart said yes, yes because I love you. Your spirit said yes, and then your body said yes, and then. That's true consent is like not, yeah, like not acquiescing, but, um, but, and not relenting and not, not kind of being subjugated by another person through whatever Mm -hmm. means, but to fully offer yourself because that's what you want to do to have two people doing that. That's real sexuality. And nobody would, would, unless you're, you're a psychopath, only a psychopath would admit, yeah, I like it when when people resist or when they say no, right? Um but everybody else wants to be loved fully by another person. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think we can disagree on that. So you'd want somebody with every cell of their body, with every fiber of their being to want every fiber of your being. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So so any any modicum of resistance, any any remote amount of them not wanting to, to be an indication that the timing's not right, the setting's not right, and to to factor that in. And if not, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're steamrolling them. And then even if they agree to do it, you're going to, it's like a deficit. You're creating a deficit in your relationship. Mm.
1: And I think that, that gives better context for, like uh, as an individual, ourselves in a relationship, what we can strive for. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't want... Like as a guy, I don't want my wife to just consent and just to yeah. say yeah to to say yes. You know, I want her to like throw herself at me and like yeah. when I walk in the door, it's like my pants are already off.
0: <laughs> like whoa, and whoa, whoa, whoa. and then
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like that sounds way better. Just like two people were like hungry for each other, right? Yeah. And and then the then the question becomes like how do I I get that? Right? It allows us to be more proactive rather than just complaining like oh I just like, I always have to beg you know and I've had those that those frustrations sometimes to like hate the feeling that like damn it do I have to like beg my wife for sex right it's like i'm like trying to give the hints and the subtle clues and and i don't want to just straight out be like please honey can we have sex you know i want i wanted to like and uh and so you know rather than just being that that dealing with that frustration you know what we can do about it is we can think like what what am i doing to feed that part of my my spouse and, yeah. and nourish that in her and like have her fall in love with me again and again and again yeah you know, what am i doing to romance her and likewise for the for, the, for on both sides for the husband and the wife right yeah. that, that it gives lets us live in a different world about how we relate with um the sexual aspect of our of our marriage
0: absolutely and you can see like i can see the why people have affairs, right? I can. It's not like it's a mystery, right? But it's um, when you you go home and then you know both both people are just kind of like meh, or or even worse, you're fighting. But there's just not that desire. The desire doesn't that that desire to rip each other's clothes off doesn't exist. And then you find somebody else who kind of gives you that look, that gives you that energy that they want you. It's not that the sex is is really what people want, it's people want to be wanted, right? They mm-hmm. want to be wanted. And that's why, you know, to be honest, all, all porn is about, um, if you look at it, the majority of porn is men uh, subjugating woman and woman liking it. That's why it messes up a lot of people because it's all about the men kind of doing something to denigrate the woman and the woman liking it. But what really we want is not to, I mean, as men, I can speak on behalf of men is not when you, kind of unravel that and unpack that. And it takes some time to realize how chauvinistic and kind of uh, uh, toxic porn is. Uh, And then you start building a healthy relationship with sexuality. Um, You realize that the heart of all that porn, porn is like an ugly expression of the sincere desire to want to be wanted. That's it. That's Mm -hmm. all we want in life is we want to be wanted by one really at, at most we want, like I said, we want one person to want to give every fiber of fiber of their being to us and to want every mm-hmm. fiber of our being, like to, to just like, can't like to devour each other. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. That's what we all want. Um, but it's not easy. <laughs> right. Tammy? like yeah, it's very it, it's, flowery and nice to talk about, but it's not, it's yeah. not an easy standard to maintain. Let's just say that
1: it's, yeah, that's, and that's, the rubber and the road where they're meeting. It's like the work and it yeah. is, it is work, right? It's like, and so you, when, you know, when you're at that, it's a crossroads for many people. It's like, you know, how do I want to, how do, how do, like what's the paradigm I want to have in this area? And, and many people, they uh, go down the, the way of like, the always, always desiring that, but not willing to put in the work. So that's where they're so mm-hmm. allured by things like porn because yeah. it's like instantly gives you that, but it's not, there's no substance to it, right. Or longevity. Yeah. And then the opposite direction is like the resignation of, you know, Oh, it's impossible. And every relationship is a transaction. Right. And and everyone at yeah. the end of the day, everyone's looking out for themselves. Right. And like two people in a, in a marriage, they're just, because it's, you know, it's mutually beneficial for the time period. And, and the people stay guarded. Right. They, they, hold on that part of themselves because they they can never they don't believe it's actually possible right to actually have that kind of like whole open-wided unreserved giving of yourself to another person and someone doing that for you mm. right That's and true. uh yeah and so, and so yeah they they keep that kind of like individualism right
0: yeah 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 and uh, yeah everything becomes very conditional you know, it's like, mm. well, I did this for you. Why won't you do this for me? And that's inherently, you know, a losing transaction. I'm telling you, the, I can see the more that um, a couple has sex where there's not full enthusiasm um, on all levels, then there, there becomes a deficit in some aspect of their marriage. It's like you're giving something up in order to then have sex, but mm. you're alienating either some part of yourself or them, the, the other person. Um, they're becoming more estranged from the person that they would like to be or vice versa, depending on who's, on, who's not fully on board, right? So more specifically, like I, I know that the more that, a, say, a woman just uh, acquiesces and says, okay, yeah, we can have sex, whatever, and then she does just to satisfy the man, but she's not into it, the more that she starts to associate sex with boredom and kind of like she just becomes detached. And again, detachment is the enemy of intimacy.
1: So it's super it also, important. I mean, yeah. that, even that exact scenario is also, you know, the, even the, in the man in that situ- in that scenario would also consent that, right? And, and that's, yeah. even the man in that situation would eventually start to drift away from it because, yeah. exactly like you said, that's, it's not really about the sex. It's the, the experience of being desired, right? Yeah. And,
0: yeah.
1: and, you know, that's like a classic case of like the, the woman, you know, in the hundreds of years, ago, hundreds of years ago, right. It was like the woman's duty, right. was to be the homemaker and then to provide sex for their spouse. Right. Yeah. And some people, some people were, were, you know, this is like the more, the, uh, the aristocratic you know, view of, of marriage. Right. Yeah. And then the, even some, and so some of these women they were trained just to be acquiescent, just to please their, their Lord husband, Right. Sure. The, the count of whoever, a duke, whoever it is. Right. And uh, it's so common for like these men would have multiple mistresses. Sure. Right. Because, you know, they would go to their, they'd go to their wife. Right. And the wife would do everything that the husband asked for as and but it was always as a duty. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, the, the man always would always sense that. And then it, and it was not, and yeah, the, the sex in the moment, sex is enjoyable. Right. But, but it was always, it's an empty feeling right? Because yeah. what's missing is that real feeling of passionate desire, right? And you can't fake that.
0: Yeah, exactly. The whole point of it is to, when it's true sex, then it's, it brings you closer together. You feel closer to that person on every level. You feel like, I know you better. I trust you more. i do anything for you. You know, I, I, I can see with my wife and I, like when we have real sex, I, I touch her more after like the next day I'll I'll reach out for her hand more. I'll compliment Mm -hmm. her more. Everything is like the opposite. (laughs) The stuff that I should be doing is like what I do naturally more because I just feel closer to her. I feel like we are more one. We're more um, symbiotic, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas I've observed like when we've had bad sex, when we've had sex of compromise of some variety, I, I have a more negative feeling towards her. I can, I can clearly see that. Right. And, um, I would say that that's pretty common for most people. If you look at yourself, um, the more porn you watch, when you go through like a porn binge, you don't feel better about yourself and more hopeful. You feel more frustrated and angry. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, I would say the same would be true if you, if you have any type of negative sexual experience, that's not two people who are, Fully into each other um, and committed, you know, like having real, real sex, true sex. People who experience that, um, it leaves you in a weird state. It's not fulfilling on a deep level. So yes, today we just really wanted to present this idea mainly because we want you to make informed decisions as much as possible of when you do reach for pornography that you're not just resisting a natural urge to want to connect, but that you stop seeking that desire to take sex and rather understand that you really just want to be wanted and that that's a really Mm. good thing, but there's many more positive ways of, of going after that. And also if you are Mm. married to like, to consider sex and like sacrificing this happened, you know, very recently for me that I sacrificed asking my wife for a favor sexually she's very loving to me. And so she, you know, I, I could almost guarantee I was going to get lucky, you know, as they say, but is I was like, no, I don't loving want
1: a, Is that a euphemism or uh, for something? She's loving.
0: <laughs> she's very loving. Yes, yeah, she is. I mean, she's just a wonderful person, but I was like, no, I don't want it this way. I want something true where she, time, right place, where she can be fully present. And I just was like, I really, I just gripped it and ripped it. I was just like, no way, man, I'm not going to. And I didn't, I didn't bring it up. And then Couples like it was like the next day or two days later, um, all, all the stars aligned, and, and it was a fantastic experience for both of us because we were mm. in the space to both enjoy it. And I'm not, I wouldn't, I don't think I would be a bad person if, if I had done that, but I, it definitely wouldn't have been the ultimate of what true sex is had I, had I asked her to kind of sacrifice her comfort just to satisfy me and instead of us both. Kind of getting on a rocket ship and going to the stratosphere together, yeah. Like that's far greater. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and uh, it's and it's not and there's cycle, it's cyclical. Also, oh, by the way, grip it and rip it has a very specific def- meaning. Yeah, I don't, don't think that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh But it, and it's cyclical, right? It's like um, both of us have infant children. Yeah, right. And yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's just like the stage of life that you're in. Right? It's like you're not it's you're not able to just have that perfect opportunity where the environment's perfect. Like sometimes you just gotta, you, you bang it out with while breastfeeding one of them, you know, and, and <laughs> <laughs> right. Or like a kid strapped to your back, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that, uh, there are lots of situations where the, the wife would be like, this is not, this is not what I would choose. Right. Um, but the, just there, there's that desire and willingness that's underlying it, just to to take care of one another, invest in one another, and, and in the end, it's like a really enjoyable experience.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think yeah, that's a good point, and I guess it's a good point to kind of leave on that. Uh, I wouldn't suggest that because I know people are in different situations, and sometimes people have health issues and they're not able to really, you know, perform uh, up up to their desired capabilities in terms of sex, right? But Um, That doesn't mean that you can't satisfy the other person still with your mind, body, and heart. It's like that willingness to to want that other person doesn't have to be limited by your by your present situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean that you always have have to be limited
1: by sex, right? I mean, exactly what you said, right?
0: Yeah, even it, it it's all facets of life, but we're we're talking about sex because consent and sex are it's it's very muddy waters these days more than ever. Um, especially with the internet, and we just wanted to kind of bring up these topics to help you sit you know on them and think about them and pray about the meditate on them and and try to figure out like what is the what is what is really the best case scenario for sex with with you and yeah um if it's not fully consensual between like last time I was with my wife, it was is really like god God was i felt God fully present there because it was just such a joy because it was like we were all in and God was like, I'm in too. Can I, can I (laughs) get like, I'm here. Hey, (laughs) hey guys. Like, Hey, Hey. (laughs) So it's just like, uh, anything short of that, you know, just look at it and, and, and say, how can we do better all the time? that's the, that's the best way to live life is like, how can I improve? How can I enjoy where I'm at, but also improve and constantly be more Mm -hmm. of the good stuff and less of the fake stuff.
1: Well put. I guess we'll, we'll leave that with you guys. We hope yeah we, context that's always what we want to give people, you know in general like the, the gradients the levels of consent and, and the different considerations for it but the purpose of understanding that is being able to compare that to what is really the exciting thing to strive for right there's something yeah. better that you can aim for than just consent that's really yeah. you should look at that as the minimum requirement right but yeah. like enthusiasm that's really yeah. what to shoot for in terms of sex and uh, so we hope yeah, that's really what we want to leave you guys with, and we hope we opened your minds to a new way of thinking about sex.
0: Yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, again, if you have any anything that you've been thinking about on this topic, and please let us know, inform us. We're always looking to be educated more ourselves. Uh, also, if you if you need anything at all, remember that we're just an email away. And then you can get our phone numbers, and then we can—we're just a call away, or we're just a FaceTime away, uh, whatever, whatever the case may be. So, there's an open line here for our staff, which you can see on our High Noon website, highnoon.org. We'll never,
1: we will, out. we will never, ever, ever be a TikTok away. Never. Yeah,
0: I was tempted, but now I'm staying away from that stuff. <laughs> away. <laughs> anyway, yes, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Hello everybody, Andrew Love here for one last announcement and that is, I encourage you to join our newsletter. We don't spam people, we give you the goods, we give you good quality information once a week in your email. And so we send out newsletters probably Saturdays mid-morning on average and these are filled with blogs, the latest content... Everything you need to know in order to get through your week with High Noon Light. So let us light up your inbox. Join our newsletter by going to highnoon.org. It's all right there. It's super easy. We won't spam you. We just want to let you stay connected to this High Noon Providence. So go to highnoon.org and sign up for our newsletter.